Yeah. Neil, can we get a sample of you? What do you mean? Perfect. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. I'm your host, Theo Giesen, and today we've got a whole gaggle of guests. Uh, let's start from left to right. Hi, I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Luke. Hi, I'm Neil. You may recognize some familiar voices, but we've got one new one today, which is yeah. always a pleasure. First podcast. Yeah, first podcast. First podcast ever for Andrew. Uh, second one for Luke. Neil, you've got probably three under your belt. Three I think uh, maybe even four. Maybe even four. I don't. Yeah. Even, I'm not sure at this point. He's something of a veteran. Yeah, just I know. Say that. Yeah, I think yeah. we've done two in the last month or so. But yeah, so. I mean, we could also count the last episode honestly as like two. Yeah, two true. Podcasts, it so. came out in an hour forty-four. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were having fun. It was a good time. It was a big episode. Yeah. That's hopefully we have a good time today. I think we'll have a good time. Yeah. We don't even have to try. No. It's always a good time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're, <laughs> you can't we're, swear on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this one's sponsored, up. man. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> we'll edit that out in post. <laughs> then I have my work cut out for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back at, uh, my apartment. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Luke, you've never been here, have you? No, I've been here a couple times, actually. Oh. Yeah. Will I show you my soundboard one time? You've never shown me your soundboard. Oh, we can do that maybe later because it's far away, but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that. Out of mic range. Yeah. It definitely would pick up, but it's not... No, it's not interesting Hello to... Hello from back here. It's not interesting to listen to. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a visual presentation. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> can't describe it. Yeah. I do know that a lot of podcasts these days are going towards the, like, visual thing where they, like, record them as well, but... Really? Yeah, I feel like we just don't get enough listeners to begin with where they would want to actually like <laughs> sit down and watch, see our faces, our ugly faces, handsome faces. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Uh, yeah, we, um, the, the lot of us have never played in, well, actually that's not true, we have done one D&D session together. A one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a one yeah. shot. We've done some cyberpunk. Uh, Neil and I covered a lot of that couple episodes ago on yeah, episode 69 yeah a bunch of shit about me nice. <laughs> I don't think we I think we talked shit about Mike but they were like Andrew's yeah. Andrew's right. <laughs> Mike and I were listening to it and as soon as you guys brought up like oh this is episode 69 fuck you Mike <laughs> <laughs> almost immediately like, yeah. first pause <laughs> he would have loved it yeah I think he actually it. screamed <laughs> like out loud in the car. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's it's funny looking at the episode and be like, episode 69, nice, and clicking listen, and then it takes us a full hour to realize. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a payoff, though. Yeah. Oh, so good. A slow burn. So good. <laughs> Definitely a slow burn. Um, but uh, when we usually have a new guest on, I like to ask uh, what your history with the fantasy genre is as a whole. Andrew, uh, where you got, like, when you became first interested in fantasy. First interested in fantasy. Yeah, what books you were reading a lot when you were a kid, what movies or uh, series in general that you got hooked on, 
Anything like that. Yeah. So I would say grades four to six or when I was first hooked on fantasy and it was the Redwall series for me. Oh yeah. yeah. I I think I read all of those books. I think like I don't know how many there is. I think there's like several. Sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> there's at least a couple. But I think at in grade two. six I was going through a phase where I would read like one book a week. Oh, really? And those were like 300 to 500 page books so yeah. I was like mowing through them but that was before I found out about computers <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah which kind of coincides like as I've gotten older like I've shifted more to sci-fi so oh, yeah. that's why I've been like enjoying cyberpunk a lot because I'm a lot more comfortable in that yeah. genre than I am like fantasy yeah I wouldn't even say I was huge into like sword and shield fantasy and stuff like that like did not I get like did not latch onto Tolkien whatsoever. Like, I I read The Hobbit in grade seven and just like slogged my way through it. That's actually when I read The Hobbit too. Yeah. But I flew through it. I loved oh, really? it. But I've started reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. and I'm like I am almost halfway through book one and I don't think they've left the Shire yet. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I I've talked about this before, but I had to take a uh, wouldn't have to, but I, I signed up for a Tolkien class. And the professor was like, look, Kevin. we're going to be, uh, it was Kevin. Yeah. He was like, look, we're going to be covering all three books, uh, during the semester. So instead of trying to squeeze in three Lord of the Rings books with four other classes, like read them over the summer. Mm-hmm. And I really tried to get through the first book, would sit down and it just felt like a chore every single time. And I made it about three fifths of the way through and it still wasn't, like, picking up for me. Like, I appreciated the writing style, and I recognize why it's so popular, but I just wasn't clicking. So I messaged my professor. I was like, hey, I'm not really having a blast with these books. Does it pick up or get any better, or do I have something to look forward to? And he's like, if you've read this much and you don't like it, you're, like, not going to like it. Yeah. He was like, there's like two or three hundred pages in book two where it's all just like a lore drop and super slow and i was like well like super awesome yeah bro (laughs) have you read them yeah actually when i was a kid um my mom actually read the lord of the rings series to me like as a young young boy i'd like it more as like an audiobook someone reading it to me format maybe my mom could read it to you sometime (laughs) i would love that is she available uh, you should like, show up at her work. Call yeah. Hey, can you read this? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I, I'll tip you, I swear. Yeah. What's she doing right now? Uh, probably working. No, no she's, she's up, probably asleep. She's at the cottage with uh, it's like my 11 dad. o'clock. Yeah, no, this is a late one. Oh, this is maybe yeah. the latest we've ever done one. It's the latest I've ever done one, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> wait, a, wait a second. It's <laughs> the only time you've ever done one. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> well, maybe they oh. didn't hear that part at the start. So it's just they can't see the physical comedy that we're doing. Ah, <laughs> uh, if only. But uh, yeah, I he said like, if you don't like it by now, maybe just don't take the class. And I was like, I appreciate the honesty. He definitely would want to sell me on it, but he was like, don't force yourself to do something you don't want to do. So And I mean you read three fifths, I'm sure you recognize that you're actually trying to yeah, read the yeah. books. And you gave like, okay, a shot. well you're not gonna enjoy this yeah. class if you didn't even like it. I still books. have the book somewhere and the bookmark is still in it where I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I saw it the other day and I was like, I gave it a shot. 
Yeah, I've got I've got Dune sitting on my bookshelf oh, at the bookmark, yeah. oh, yeah. and I'm like, ah, oh, like that's a crazy I stopped one. reading it just as it started getting good, and I just haven't got back. Oh, damn! For it. a sec, I want to show you the edition of Dune that I got if I can find it. Dune check. Dune check. It's <laughs> so a reminder to all the listeners to read Dune. Oh, it's at the bottom of the stack. It's uh oh. It's a tough read, I find. It's a crazy like, read, yeah. Having stopped reading it halfway through, I like I've tried to pick it up again, and I'm like, I don't know who any of these characters are. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to page to the back of the yeah. book where it's yeah. got a, like a breakdown of who's who. But you don't want to have to go reread <laughs> exactly. it again. Yeah. You know, like, I already did this. Like, <laughs> pardon? Do you guys know Eric Walters? No. Name sounds familiar. Uh, he's just like a kid, like young adult author. Anyways, I have a copy of one of his books signed. I was gonna, if anyone was a big. Walter head I would have shown you but it's not worth it um, anyways this is my copy of Dune it's like a first edition oh, of this oh, print no way. yeah it's super cool that's awesome um, you can check when it's from on the publication page um, and then I also got this really cool copy of Ulysses oh yeah you were telling me about yeah, that yeah this one's yeah you can tell I don't yeah. know the publication pages oh come yeah. on we learned this in, we learned this in Richard's class Luke yeah I know. I it's love a throwback. I love that class. This is about the history of books and how to, I don't know, interact with them. I What's the deal with books? <sighs> What's the deal with fantasy? I can't find the publication on this one either. I guess, uh, I guess the, oh, here it is. I've definitely gotten more into sci-fi, though, like as I'm older, like... The, the Expanse no, is just oh, like the Expanse oh, is so, just good. so good mm-hmm. great books I really like the hard sci-fi and then it just kind of goes off the rails yeah <laughs> I know it started off as such a like no nonsense <laughs> sci-fi and then it's like but wait but wait uh, there's more yeah <laughs> this book is full so, yeah, it was I, like yeah there's no aliens <laughs> there's aliens in it um, maybe I don't I know might, might well, check it out <laughs> well like the implication very heavy <laughs> implications <laughs> but yeah, yeah i'm, I'm cool. on book five i've been meaning to start it i like i think i've read the prologue like twice and i just never kept going i don't know did why. you find it yeah what, was, what year 84 84 1984 first edition yeah so yeah those are a couple cool books to like, I like collecting books mm-hmm. almost more than reading them. <laughs> yeah. But right now, they're just scattered everywhere. I would, like, if I ever found a bookshelf on something, like, put it right there beside the fridge and just, like, chalk it full. And You just got to start obsessively checking Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, yeah I know. The other problem is, though, I don't... don't like, you have a truck, Transport, right? yeah. yeah. If you ever want to pick something up, yeah. Okay, I'll start looking then. hook you up. Yeah, because, like... Although with gas prices, I, know. I don't know. Look, I'll give you a hundred dollars for. <laughs> I just need a bookshelf. They're like there. I pulled those from in the spice cabinet. Yeah. There's like a stack on the on the table. Are you shelf in my room? I gotta get rid of. Do you want it? Uh yeah. Bingo. Is it like? Yeah, I guess he has to get rid of a. I guess uh, I can send you a photo of it, but it is like a like a. You could definitely. It's, could functionally be could one? functionally be a bookshelf. Yeah. We also have a uh, couch. Uh, no, the couch is, couch, is, <laughs> couch is settled. We figured that one out. Okay. Well, I don't even think it would be good for storing books. <laughs> no, nah, trust me, you could pile you a can, lot of things. Oh, yeah. You could yeah. put a lot of books inside that couch. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I've walked into your apartment and there's like 15 guys on the couch. So. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. I don't think we need to clear up the context on I, what was yeah, going on there. I, uh, I'm good on couches. The futon you guys are sitting on <laughs> is good one for when people have to crash. Yeah. The futon is that underrated. Is a comfy futon. It's pretty comfy. Say. Have you had to sleep on it? No, I haven't. No. But I have slept on a few futons, and mm. uh, that definitely looks like a comfy one. That Well, when you lay it down, there's like a huge bar in the middle, so you basically have to sleep on one side or the other. The middle is the worst part. So you just got to commit. Yeah. Yeah. This well, is just don't side. even pull it out. Just oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's you true. Sleep on it like that. Um, this is the third futon that's made rounds in this house. Holy, what happened yeah. to the first two? You don't want the first two I took from my other apartment, and... It got a rip in the leather, and so one of the springs would, like, Ooh. stick up. And people would, like, sometimes sit down in the spring, and it r- really hurt. And I had someone sublet my apartment, and while they were here, they just got rid of it. And I don't know how, because it's massive. But just thank God they got it out of here. And then they brought in another one, and one of my friends um, came in and sat down on it and just, like, plopped down on it and just, like, broke it. <laughs> Shoddy craftsmanship. Yeah, and so I think I got this one for free too. Uh, at the same Do time, people I got pay this for food, futons. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> I've only ever heard of. Has anyone ever bought futons. one? That's true. It's just so you go like to the store and they're just giving them. It's away. a closed <laughs> ecosystem. I haven't it's, paid for any of the ones that have been here. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say the audacity to get rid of furniture in a sublet, but if they replaced it, like. <laughs> Yeah, I, that was my first thought too. It's like that's a pretty uh, yeah. That's a powerful sure. yeah statement. This chair was free. That chair was free. Um, that TV was free. Uh, that table was free. <laughs> this table was free. Everything in my house, I bummed off someone. The cabinet there. I mean, that's just the beauty of a university town. Yeah, I know. Like, every year, there's a whole flock of people giving away stuff. Yeah, and like that all the window AC was free. It saved my life. That's actually clutch. Yeah. I don't have AC in my house. Free AC, that's big. I know. So we'll pay the power, which... That know. sucks, but... Yeah. You know. Otherwise, we'd be running it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Love free stuff. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the show is about D&D, so we should maybe talk about that a little bit. Uh, so... Uh, Andrew, you and I are playing tomorrow, correct? Yes. At your house. 10.30. Yeah, this is a campaign that our friend Mike, who uh, has not been on the show but desperately wants to. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm surprised I'm on this before he is. Yeah, I know. He's going to be furious. <laughs> like, he was a fan before he knew you. Like, I know, that's... <laughs> I think I even brought it up when I found out that fact. I was like, this is awesome. I think, yeah, you mentioned it on the episode 69, because you brought oh, it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, we probably did, but... Mm-hmm. We talked for a while. Well, yeah, he was like, you know Theo? The Theo? That's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've known him for years. That's Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, he's DMing a campaign. You guys have done, like, five or six sessions? I think this will be our fifth. I think okay. we've done f- four. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a lot of just, like, setting the groundwork. and Yeah, yeah. Work. So it's sort of setting up, like, why we're traveling across the right. kingdom. And then... You're, like, tracking someone down? Yeah. We're looking for the king's, like, bastard son because he doesn't like his actual legitimate children and he needs <laughs> someone to take over. <laughs> like, he's getting old, so he's like, go go get uh, That's a... I can't remember his name, but John it's hilarious. Snow. No, it's like... 
Like I can't even remember. Simba. It's a fun Simba twist. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's a fun twist on an old trope is that like the bastard son is always the one that gets shunned out, but yeah. now it's like okay, we need to mm-hmm. like, we actually... need this guy. Exactly. Yeah. So like the town that we're heading to across the kingdom is like this is his last known location. He's okay. been like shepherded away to like be raised by like a blacksmith or something. Yeah. So, so do you want to talk about your character? I don't know a whole lot about your character. But if you want to tell me and the rest of the people in the room and the rest of the people at home. Yeah. Like, name, backstory. So his class. name is Nim Mistralath. Uh, mechanically, I'm playing a rogue bard. So we just leveled up to level four, so I hit my third level in bard. Nice. So I'm just a level one rogue right now, but I think I'm just going to put the rest into rogue. Mm. I don't really have any future plans for that. And his backstory is that... So his family, for whatever reason, left the Feywild. They're Eladrin. I don't know if you guys look like Feywild elves. Um, For whatever reason, they left and they settled near the capital of this kingdom and became, like, a very well-known assassin family. Mm -hmm. And so they were working for, like, the Assassins and Thieves Guild as, like, contractors, basically. And then at one point, we're like, well, we're, like, the best at this, so why don't we become independent and then the thieves guild and the assassins guild were like nah that that's not gonna fly and right. killed everyone but nim just happened to be like away on a mission at the time okay. so came back to his family being dead and then went into hiding and so with this quest that we've been sent on is like the first time he started coming out of hiding so mm. on my character sheet i have like two aliases that i can use oh, in the capital yeah, cities because yeah. like no one really knows who nim is but, like, overall, his goal is to, like, become known as Nim Mistralath and, like, bring his family it, name yeah, back yeah. into prominence. That's super cool. Um, you mentioned they were a Ladrin, and I know there's, like, different seasons of Ladrins. Mm-hmm. Have you picked So, them? I picked winter, because that's, like, oh, they're all, like, gloomy and depressed. But I think in, like, in the lore, they can change, like, on a whim, basically, yeah. with their emotions. But I change, I, I switched that up so that... He's sort of permanently a winter ladrin, but like maybe if he achieves his goal of like bringing his family name back from the dead, like maybe he'll change seasons. But I picked winter ladrin because the the mechanic that goes with it is pretty cool. Mm. Which is uh, so the all the ladrin get face step as a yeah. You can use it once a day or once per I short rest. I think, think yeah, like at will. And Can you take someone with you on face step? I don't think so. Or there's like I think it works like mm. uh, Misty Step. I thought for some reason there's a little bit of a difference. There probably is, but with the Winter Eladrin, every time I do it, if someone sees me do it, they have to roll a Wisdom save or else they get frightened and have to run as far away from possible as possible oh, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really cool because we've got two barbarians in the party. So if I teleport behind whoever we're fighting, they have to immediately stop what they're doing and like run away from me. So they have to run towards the party. I thought that'd be kind of cool. Oh, that's that's cool. cool. Smart. I like that. Yeah. So don't tell anyone else in the party. I was kind of planning on just being like, this is going to be a last resort thing because I am playing a neutral evil character. So if the party ever turns oh, against really? me, I'll just like pull face step out of my ass and teleport away from them. So I thought that'd okay. be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, for winter when you use face-up, one creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of you before you teleport must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or, or be frightened by you. Um, 
for spring, it's when you use your face up, you can touch one willing creature within five feet of you. Mm-hmm. That creature then teleports instead of you. Mm. So you can teleport other people. Yeah. Um, then, then there's summer and autumn as well. But. Well, I'll figure out a reason to be a spring eladrin at some point. <laughs> yeah. That is really good to be able to teleport somewhere yeah. else out of the way. Like a uh, like a civilian or something you're trying to protect. Yeah, I think I think abusing mechanics in like a not like douchey way to the DM yeah. is like one of my favorite parts of D. Finding like, loopholes. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, I I made my character last night, and I was trying to really cheese like a cheeky multi class. I was thinking wizard and rogue at first, and then was looking through. Artificer and wizard because they're both intelligence casters as well, or like maybe all three and trying to find. Uh, oh, one of the builds I was gonna try to do was a uh, chronergy wizard and assassin rogue because your second level ability as chronergy wizard um, <clears throat> allows you to add your intelligence to initiative and. On Assassin Rogues, you have advantage on any person who hasn't gone before you on the first round. And if it's a surprise attack, you auto-crit. So I was going to... And I was going to take the alert feat and get plus five to initiative. <laughs> so, like, just stuff Sounds like... pretty powerful. Yeah. So just always be, like, taking invisibility on your wizard levels. Go invisible, sneak up, get the surprise round, auto-crit. You get your sneak attack crit, and then... Um, I was also looking at, um, for, like, uh, you can't use sneak attack on anything that's not a finesse or light or, uh, thrown weapon, maybe? I don't like thrown, but, uh, or it might be thrown weapon, but, um, you can, the assassinate feature, which lets you, uh, roll advantage if you go before them or crit on surprise, that doesn't have to be with any of those weapons, you can do it with spells, so I was going to do Scorching Ray, which is 2d6, and you get three separate, like, beams. So I could have, like, crit on three different people. <laughs> so, like, I was really... Damn. I spent, like... I was really strike. trying to cheese it. I spent a solid couple hours, had, like, 12 tabs open, looking up, like, different <laughs> builds and stuff. Like I'm going to create a build. That's so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to just commit to one class and really see what it has to offer mm-hmm. instead of doing it that way, like being a one-trick pony. So I'm going to go Arcane Trickster Rogue for the full thing. Uh, so they're sort of... Um, their sort of niche is that they have a mage hand that's like basically always around or you can summon it as a bonus action but it's invisible and you can use it to like pickpocket people or place things in their pocket and stuff like that and you can move it around as a bonus action on your turn you can like pick locks yeah you can pick locks with your mage hand too which is something that you can't do with a regular unless you have a nice dm but uh that's like their whole shtick is a rogue that has like an invisible hand that can like, I want to distract them over here, and while I'm doing that, this thing is going to grab this. And yeah. Yeah. Does does the mage hand operate as, like, separately in the initiative queue? I don't think so. I think I do it on my turn. So is it, like, a bonus action when it does something, or does it get its own I, action? Uh, I use my bonus action to move it or do something with it, I believe. Sure. Yeah. 
But if you're out of combat, you can just, I'm yeah. sure, just go around and do whatever. For sure. Or, like, use it to, like, tap someone on the shoulder. If they turn around, like, nothing's... Like, that's actually, like, not... Like, if someone taps on the shoulder, they turn around, then you get your surprise attack. Because they're, like... Yeah. Not expecting it. Because, mm-hmm. like, if someone taps you on the shoulder, you turn around, <clears throat> no one's there. That, like, they're not looking back expecting you to attack them, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, that sounds unfair. It's, uh... If you if you have a game that's free reign, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a pretty good party set up with you in it, because we've got two barbarians and a paladin. Nice. And then pretty me, beefy. the rogue bard, and then we've got a ranger, Kevin, and then arcane tricksters, so it's gonna be the three elves on the back line doing <laughs> absolute, like, stupid damage, and then not getting hit ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's gonna be fun. I, like, I also really tried to optimize my character where I took high elf so I could get proficiency in longbows, so instead of rolling a d6 for a short bow, I get, like, a d8. And then... I took a feat that gives me plus two to any attack roll on ranged weapons. So at level four, I have a plus nine to hit on my attacks. And she's only going to go up. <laughs> that's, that's so ridiculous. I know. <laughs> that's actually stupid. Yeah. It's like even if you roll like a seven, it's like that's a 16 to hit. Like pretty solid. And if you're the stuff you're throwing at level fours is not going to be that high no uh but i only get the one attack i'm pretty sure so like you know yeah. does does rogue ever get extra attack i don't think so no like you you can use your bonus action to do like an offhand attack but bows are like two hands so yeah. um but you can do bonus action hide which i plan on doing <laughs> sounds like it yeah yeah i'm really looking forward to this character um and uh, looking f- like it's the, we're playing like tomorrow, like less than twelve hours. Yeah. Nine hours, ten hours. Well, yeah, like nine hours from now. Well, here's the thing, we we all show up at ten thirty. We start at like eleven thirty, twelve okay. o'clock because we we shoot the shit and yeah. bum around for. An so hour who else is in it? So it's everyone that we played poker with except for Nick. Who's Nick? The dude who was sitting near us. This who's sitting next to me. The yeah. guy who went and to your life. So it's it's Mike Jess. Riley, the the dude who looked like the coolest and non nerdiest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, the yeah. guy that looked the <laughs> least nerdy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> the guy that was like, oh, we should play chess, and then was like, I fucking hate chess. Yeah, <laughs> he got I really, so wrong. I definitely would have awesome. played chess too, but I just couldn't. <laughs> you were busy. <laughs> you had a lot going on. You were also one of the last three people in the poker game. Yeah, so. I was. <laughs> and then I was just, near the end, it was just a half hour of me waiting for this poker game to end so we could leave. Yeah. I was <laughs> chip leader for... I was driving two of the people still in it. <laughs> I was chip leader for a long time, and then I lost it on a couple hands. It didn't take much to knock me down a peg. Yeah, I had to look up some poker strategy after that. Mm-hmm. If we ever play again, I think I figured it out. I'd be down to play again. Yeah? Yeah. The, the dude who brought the edibles is there. <laughs> yeah, so Noah's, Noah's the paladin. Okay. And Lindsay makes the best edibles. <laughs> like, we're, we're standing outside. He's like, yeah, edibles have, like, no effect on me. 
That was probably the last words you said to me yeah. that night. <laughs> yeah, it, I had, I became a mute. I had a fun night, but <laughs> it was good for your poker face, though. I I yeah, oh yeah, because I was just grinning. <laughs> in my just when we were playing chess, and it's uh, Riley's house <laughs> is like quite long, and you were at the far end of it, and we're, it's open concept because it's poker games an old too. warehouse. So we're in the kitchen playing chess. And we were trying to get Theo to be involved in stuff because he was Not. just on a different planet. <laughs> I was like, man, Theo, come over here. Watch us play some chess. And he's just sitting there. And after a couple seconds, he goes, no, I'm good watching from here. And he's just so far, like comically far away. Like I lower felt... than the table you're yes. playing. Yeah. On. <laughs> it would be like if he was in like his bedroom. Yeah. So like, no, I, I, can, I like watching. I can see it. Yeah, we're like, oh, okay. You do you, man. I fell asleep at one point. <laughs> Those are the best games of poker. The ones you sleep through. Fuck yeah. poker face. It's like uh, a simple. Yeah, I had a good time, though. There was, there was one point, though, where someone, like, said something, and I went to make a joke, but I was, like... It was about the hand that I got, and I was like, ah, like, I'll... I'm gonna wait to tell you after the hand. And, like, really stumbled on my words... And got the attention of everyone who was there, like, six or seven people. And they all were, like, staring at me. And I was like, never mind, I'll tell it later. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I just felt like such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, someone was like, this guy's so big. Like, I was just like, fuck. We should take a bunch of those edibles and do a one-shot and just <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, it would probably turn to us just falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> so or, just play, like, or play not like even Twilight the first Imperium. We're going to take a long rest. <laughs> You're yeah. really overestimating my mental capacity when I'm on an edible. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, just like, as long as the DM's fine. If Mike DMs, we'll probably be good. Yeah. You'd have to, like, take my hand to roll the dice. Yeah. Like, it'd be a Neil, okay, initiative, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'll bring yeah. my dice tower. You just have to drop him through. I still have to pick up the dice. <laughs> what I get? <laughs> Neil, you didn't roll the dice. <laughs> Neil, you just knocked over your drink. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think the mosh should be pretty fun. Yeah, it is. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a good group of guys. Yeah, I was I was like being a player every once in a while too. Yeah, which is nice for our group because Mike likes DMing. Yeah, Kevin has DM'd before. I don't know how much he likes it compared to being a player. And then I've DM'd before too. So like, and I sort of have a campaign that we're halfway through. So yeah. if Mike ever needs to take a break for a couple of weeks, I yeah. can just go into my campaign, which is nice. Mike would be a very good DM. The, he's really good at role playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and he, I think he really likes that too. So he's good at working a crowd. Yeah, he exactly. Always exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's perfect for him. Yeah, I can definitely see it, and it's also the thing where you're like the host, where you control the pace and tell like, okay, now mm-hmm. we're moving on to the next thing, and like you play a lot of different people, so you get more percentage of the time. Then you're the center of attention. Yeah, which is nerve wracking for a lot of people. Yeah, Mike loves it. Yeah, I can tell he does. And like last session we did, managing people, he was really good at because we were doing downtime activities, and so Kevin and I were like, oh well, our characters are gonna go hunting because like we vibe well together and like we're both into it. And then the other two people that were there were like, oh well, I want to do this and I want to go 
fight in the fighting pits or whatever. Yeah. And so since we all broke up, like he would talk to one person, then the other person, yeah. and then Kevin and I, and while he was talking to them, Kevin and I would just yeah. role play with each other. Like he didn't even have to be involved. So yeah. that was like a really cool thing. I noticed that a lot with cyberpunk sometimes, like when we met for the barbecue, uh, you and I would be talking and there would be a conversation going on between you and Mike or something. Yeah. And Brett, Brett was just in the middle, like chiming in between different curves. Yeah. Or even during a combat or something, I would just turn to you and say something. Yeah, we'd just like say something to each other. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Some like, funny little quip. Yeah. It's like a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the cool thing about That's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> The cool thing about cyberpunk is you all you have technology, so like you don't even have to be standing yeah. next to each other to have yeah. a conversation. Yeah, we can use our agents. Exactly. Pull up my phone. Scott knows the lore. I know the lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cyberpunk was super fun. I don't know when we're gonna get around to doing that next. We also not to bring up, um, you know, our summer on a timer, but you're leaving at the end of the summer, bud. Oh yeah, yeah. so we need to. Wrap our campaign up, yeah. or we could actually we can keep going. Yeah. To wrap it up. It's just that's it's true. Just the in-person sessions are on a timer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Zoom is a is a hell of a thing. Yeah, we use Facebook Audio. That's true. We use Facebook. Really? Yeah, it's kind of. Damn. I don't know. Everyone just like has. I just Facebook feel like, and, I guess I was gonna say Discord just seems like the right option, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's just what we do. That's just like all of us in my. We could definitely Discord, like so find a better like a, the best one, but I I do remember when we first did our online one, like Facebook was just the most accessible. Everyone's on there, and it's super easy. It we took use it all two the time seconds and to get it to go, and like I open it on my laptop too. I don't use Discord on my laptop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I always use Discord on my phone. Yeah, Maybe exactly. That makes me and it's easier to hook up to the mic, and I don't know. That's just what we do. No, I use Discord on my phone more than I do on my laptop. Yeah, for sure. It's just easier to carry around, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we can do that. But also, Brett is leaving at the end of the summer, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Our friend group's gonna cut in half. No, don't say that. Well, uh, one-third, at least. (laughs) Okay, you can say that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, through the power of technology. Yeah. Both of together. Everyone will have a, a time change, but... Oh yeah, the, yeah, that will be brutal. Actually, no, but it'll be fine because I'm gonna be the one that's earlier. What so is it? Be good. Four or five hours? Maybe like four. four. Hours. I think it's four. Yeah, but I'm four hours. Right, but you have, um, would have to be like I ready. Had, you would have I to be had, ready to go at like nine. five for us to play at nine. That's and true. Still go pretty late. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, that is pretty. That is true. If you were like, I can play at seven. It's like we're not gonna play. Like, <laughs> 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 Unless it's like a Saturday when none of us have anything to do the next day. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the odds of that though? Yeah, I don't know. So it'll be interesting. They were talking about giving me constant Sundays off at work. Whoa, nice. Mm-hmm. That's like a prereq for me now because we play D and D on Sundays. Yeah, like, I it's like I Sundays. can't work Sundays. Yeah, well, are Sundays busy? Is it church? Yeah, I, I guess. Mean, well, through the Sunday, it is a church. Every church. is busy. Nice. Yeah, it's just a constant pain. Well, because you guys were on the Amazing Race Canada, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still bringing people in. I hate. That. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been patties. Craziest. Don't oh, God. <laughs> Should have been Joe's. Oh, it should have been. And honestly, it should represent to represent Wolfville. It should have been Joe's. 
Some Some spaghetti the, night, we should villain. go and play D&D. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. We should get a table at the villa and play D&D there. On a busy night. We should, do a, <laughs> we should do a pool night some night. Just like, so bad at pool. Just hog the pool table, so play good. D&D on it. <laughs> I was killing it when we were But we're spending so much on drinks. That was that fun. That was they don't let anyone like us. I was not killing it. You cleaned up the it's one game. I did one game and that was like Yeah. We have to make them dress up. I know. All right, let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, to what? I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you guys, I wrote out a tiny little backstory for my character. Yeah, oh, I nice. want to hear yeah. about, uh, about the lore. So, so it might give you some, some background lore for the world. Yeah, all he said was... Uh, the the not-super-great king... Handpicked the group and gave them a task of tracking down a hedge knight and his squire, who the king, who's the king's bastard, and bringing the boy back to be legitimized as heir. And they've been on the road for about a month. So that's all I had. And so I created this rogue, and their name is Atlas Nightingale. Um, Wait, like the party's been on the road for a month? That's what he said. Oh my god, <laughs> we've got nowhere. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Like two towns, oh, unless he sort of hand waves us traveling with the yeah. tra- traveling circus. Origi- that makes sense. Originally, the name was Atlas Luxendale, but I changed it to Nightingale. I thought it was cooler, and that is um, much cooler, especially for a rogue. Yeah. Um, the reason that I came up with that is I was listening to. Uh, right back where we started from by Maxine Nightingale. That's a classic song. Yeah. I love that. Great piano. And the sax. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be the copyright this for the podcast? Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) If I was in Vietnam, this would be my combat song. Oh, I did. Running through the jungle. Yeah. Oh, man, war. War never changes. Uh, no, the song war. That's oh. that's my view. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, pretty on theme. I should install this is perfect. Anyways, we need to do more dance breaks. In the- <laughs> we do. If only people could see us. Maybe you should invest in a camera. Oh, I know. It yeah, been audio listeners. That. We were just vibing for a second. Oh, it was worth it for that moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Atlas Nightingale, Atlas, middle name Maxine Nightingale. <laughs> Atlas M. Nightingale. <laughs> Just oh. never tell us what the M is. M. Night. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wrote uh, two short paragraphs. Um, Atlas is part of a sub-race of high elves called moon elves who uh, have struggled to survive in a poor lunar economy for centuries. His parents saved up enough money to send him off to the moon where he, when he was very young to give him a better chance at life and, and a decision he wished they had never made. In his youth, Atlas tried to make friends through kindness and generosity, but soon realized how selfish and cruel people can be towards outsiders. Eventually, Atlas abandoned his friendly demeanor in favor of a cold, quiet expression and took up thievery. His only companion is a moon mouse named Crater, and while he cares deeply for his pet, he wishes he had more friends to share his company with. Atlas recently heard tell of a hedge knight and his squire and has been trying to track them down to collect a bounty. He hopes that this will give him enough money to return back home and reunite with his parents. 
Oh, that's gonna be an interesting meeting for our character because yeah. you're like on the same thing, but, but like separately. Yeah, maybe in a bit of competition. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna screw it over. It's like I'm not working with these guys. That's the thing. Like, you can't in a deal. What my character would a do. Character that just wouldn't hang out with the party. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you have to. Dude, this is what my character would do. Yeah. Because your character's not playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I messaged Mike, and I was like, what's what's everyone up to? Because I kind of want to fit into it. Mm-hmm. And because you can just make a character where they're like, oh, they're like running away from this gang of thieves who are after them. And then now all of a sudden I just force another narrative upon them where it's like, I just want to come in and like yeah, make it more organically. organic. Yeah. Uh, it would have been sure. funny, though, if you are just like, this is my character, Greg. He just he just shows up. He loves killing stuff. <laughs> he likes the party. Just like where the fuck did this guy come from? My character, just killing Greg. Hi, I'm, <laughs> like he loves killing. Hi, I'm Greg. <laughs> hi, Greg. He's level twenty. And he <laughs> kicks ass. Wasn't it in Stranger Things where they made it seem that you carry over? Yeah, you use the same character. They do that in Community too. Yeah, where it's like there's take- some crazy homebrew rules. Yeah, where it's like, you show up with a character sheet you've been playing with for, like, years. I feel like that might be, like, an old-school D&D it thing. It might be, but that just doesn't really make sense, because yeah. then you, like, it becomes no fun for everyone else when you're just the one dude who kicks ass. and mm-hmm. When you're the messiah. Yeah, and so either you run, like, really hard combats, and everyone else just gets killed, or you run really easy combats, and one dude just cleans up. Or everyone shows up with a character that matches. Yeah. I don't know. But she just thinks, she's like, I'm a level 14 rogue, and, like, I have this and this and this. And, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. I can see the appeal of, like, this person's been around and done a lot, and, like, I've been with this character for, like, three years. But the other part of me is, like, I want to make a new character. Yeah. Like, I feel like old school D&D was a lot more, like, <laughs> Gritty and like fast and loose with yeah, the that's rules true. and such, because they were just sort of making it up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, the other thing that kind of pissed it was me the off. Frontier. Yeah, exactly. In community, when they play D and D, there's no initiative or anything. They're like, I want to shoot my bow, and then Abed like rolls the dice. around the table. Yeah. They like someone could just be like, okay, well I'll attack again, and then Abed's doing all the rolling. Like, it takes all the agency away. I think it matches the vibe of the episode because like, yeah. none of them really want to play D and D. They're just no, trying to make fat. Is it Fat Neil? Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> Fat Neil. <laughs> They're just trying to make him like not commit suicide. I know. <laughs> and then he gets his his he gets <laughs> damn his Pierce, sword. His Pierce sword gets taken steals away. Steals his sword and like all his clothing and like yeah. runs away. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I want to take his sword and Abed rolls. He's like, you take it. <laughs> Like wait, Hobbit's a bad DM. <laughs> he is. He's like, well, I want to grapple him. <laughs> Don't I get a reaction when I, he runs away? I do like. I find it an interesting mechanic when they have Pierce in a separate room and they're mm. like, "Well, the party has done this. Like, what do you do? Like, yeah, you like that would having be f- like an evil PC against yeah. the party would be interesting. But it does sort of. You would have to have like two people in there, <laughs> two people out there, so they're like scheming by themselves yeah. and like chatting and stuff and it's kind of like betrayal when we split when the haunts mm-hmm. revealed yeah yeah it's a board game up. definitely nobody knows but oh, it's such a good board game I know I, I really want to play more got the itch yeah it's got the itch when you start playing it yeah, just do an episode where we play betrayal play betrayal yeah that would actually be kind of cool 
Yeah, and you could just you like, need to tape it though. Or tell else it, you could like say yeah, or else it's not. You could say the rules up top and be like, "I'm moving over here," and then like this, I'm going and I'm moving to the tile to the right of the one two tiles left of the foyer. <laughs> yeah. Everyone at home is drawing out a map and yeah. describe what like, we're doing. Like, wait, they don't have that much movement. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way they would be able to. <laughs> yeah, that game is super fun. Also, Wizard of the Coast property, which D&D is. Wizard of the Coast. Yeah. I think they only bought that pretty recently. Within the last, like, ten years. Betrayal? No, Wizard of the Coast bought D&D not too long ago. Who was it owned by before? I think it was independent. It was by, like, Gary, Gary Gygax. Gygax probably. Yeah, was, the guy who... They probably had a company that they... Uh, yeah. It was probably just called, like, the Gary Gygax Corp or something. <laughs> and then they just bought D&D Beyond, too. Yeah, they did. Which I was surprised that it wasn't already. Yeah, just their it's website. just an independent thing. They must have just licensed it or something. But um, yeah, Gary Gygax, not a good dude. I don't think. I've heard that. That's true. Yeah. What What has he done? I think, I think he's, he's just, just like stuck in the seventies. Yeah, Damn. he said that like D and D wasn't made for a woman, and he's like, "There's a reason women don't play in D and D because they don't like it." Like, well, no, probably because no one's ever asked them. Yeah. Like, Rachel played and she loved it. So he's what, like, every non-D&D person thinks that D&D people are, like... Yeah. (laughs) He's sort of, like, I don't know. He sounds like an incel. Well, yeah, of course he's an incel. He (laughs) made D&D. Yeah, he's the king. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, and then his son now sort of, I think, runs it, and he's made some not great decisions, I think. Sort of just business. I think he's just continuing the legacy of his father. Yeah, Yeah, it's not great. And most people sort of write him off. There's also a lot of circles of D&D who are like, like... There's a podcast about, like, uh, D&D and, like, including black people. Yeah. Or there's a lot of, like, feminist D&D things where, like, let's, like, try to be more inclusive or uh, just, like, making the space more inclusive as a whole. And so it's, like, a very left game. And so there are pockets, a lot of pockets of people who play the game and appreciate it. And for the head of that game to be not so so against that yeah yeah i don't know like people will be like i wish there was a game that i liked as much that wasn't this game yeah well, that's the thing if you just anyone who appreciates i think a good narrative could yeah. appreciate D. yeah but I, like i think regardless of that you know, you can still have spaces where people can, like, feel comfortable and... Yeah, exactly. And tables where people can express themselves. Like, I've read a couple um, things online and, like, Reddit and stuff where people have had, like, gay uh, players and that's kind of their way to, like, experiment or, like, you know, kind of test the waters a bit and like if it's like a healthy space for me to like see what's going on and stuff yeah so that's all awesome we're all nodding (laughs) everyone's (laughs) nodding yeah (laughs) uh yeah what's um what's up (laughs) 
<laughs> it's um, 11.30 now. Why don't we take a quick ad break, come back, and do some uh, fiction fixation. Google? Yeah. We'll take a quick break. Uh, Everyone, get one in mind. Because I don't want you to be humming and hawing when we come back from the ad break. No humming. <laughs> you can mm, hum. Mm, uh, 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 oh, jeez. <laughs> Thank you to Newsly for sponsoring this week's episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. Newsly is an audio app that you can get for your iOS and Android that picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment, and it will read you to them in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Go ahead and browse articles from topics you choose, perhaps the latest D&D news, or, um, you know, if uh, if there's a new expansion pack coming out, mm-hmm. maybe uh, some new subclasses. Yeah, if you listen to the last episode, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, and uh, start enjoying. So stop scrolling and start listening. In addition, they have podcasts from over 40 countries, including our very own Dungeon Master's Apprentice. So download and use Newsly for free now, www.newsly.me, or uh, from the link that I'll put in the description, and use our new promo code MASTER2021. It's a pretty dope code. Better than the last one. Hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was confusing. It's like, dungeon, but the O is a zero, so make sure you get that. No, this one's just straight MASTER2021, and you'll get a one-month free premium subscription. How's that sound? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does sound pretty good. Thanks, Newsly. All right, and we're back with Luke, Andrew, and Neil. Woo! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Rock. It's been a while since we had a four-person podcast, but loving the energy. Way different than a than a one-on-one. It's a little more. That's a little more interview style. I find. Mm-hmm. But yeah. This is just. It's a little more intimate. Yeah. Whoa. 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 Yeah, you can kiss a lot more in a one one v one. But there's like, it's like whoa, whoa, like, what's oh, going on over here? We're gonna have two ad breaks on this one. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go kiss. We need another sponsor for that. Yeah. Um, speaking of sponsors, I hit up RPG Bot to see if they would want to maybe do a collaboration. They definitely have a wider audience, like. Two of you guys, maybe Luke too, has used RPG Bot. Yeah, ever since I found it, I use it mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, and their their site is huge. I don't know how big their podcast is. Like it has three reviews on iTunes, so it's not like crazy by any means. But I think it would it would be a good get for the show, and I don't know if it would be worth it for them, but like. If they were ever like, yeah, we're just going to do a regular show. Like, we'll just throw this kid on or whatever. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I've never listened to their podcast, but how many people listen to podcasts through iTunes? Um, really? I can pull up my... um, They used to have a podcast app, right? But then they put it all into Apple Music. Uh, Yeah, there was was the podcast app. There's still a podcast app for iTunes. Oh, is there? Yeah. I thought they amalgamated like three apps into Do you have an Android or an iPhone? No, I have an iPhone. Okay. Yeah, you should leave me a um, five-star review. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta boost those numbers. Don't pump those numbers up. Don't just give it five stars, folks. Give it the review. It really really helps the algorithm. This podcast changed my life. Uh, let's see. 
Um, 37% of our listeners are on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Oh, okay. Thirty. Another 37% are on something called Podcast Republic. Hmm. I've never heard of it. It's so when you upload a podcast, where do you upload it? Uh, so this one goes... Like it's on Spotify. It's on, it's on Spotify. Is it just the, like the a host, website where you... The hosting company, I think, is uh, owned by Spotify, so that's like the first one. Right. Yeah, it's called Anchor by Spotify. So it goes to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, um, and Newsly, which is our sponsor. Hey, shout out Newsly. Shout, shout out, out to Newsly. Newsly. Much we get, no, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we get only during the ad breaks. Yeah. <laughs> They're not paying for this time. <laughs> They're not paying at all, honestly. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I lost my train of thought. I already forgot what fiction I was fixating on, so... Oh, we were going to get RPG bot, so, yeah. They, uh... That They've would be great. good articles on the website, too. Yeah. It's like, Practical Guide to Using Prestidigitation. Yeah. And that's my favorite one. And their podcasts are more, like... They, they'll do, like, a whole episode on movement, or a whole episode on, like, surprise attacks, or a whole episode on, like... Yeah. They're much more, like, mechanics-oriented. Yeah, whereas the... That's how this show started, was, like, we're going to do one on, like, how to homebrew items. We're going to do one on Mm -hmm. how to write, or one on how to make good NPCs. But now it's just, like, well, we're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about, because no one's told us otherwise. I think think that's a much better format, because I find, like, the D&D space is very oversaturated with, like, here's discussing this, and here's discussing that. Yeah, This this is more of just, like, a talk show. Free flow, yeah. Yeah, which has become a lot more fun, and I don't make any notes for it anymore. I used to have, like, we're going to hit this point, we're going to hit this point, and now it's just, like, we had nothing prepared for this, and we're just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And We should add a laugh track in. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is recorded in front of a live studio, studio audience. <laughs> in New York City. Woo! <laughs> this is Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Whoa, it is Saturday night. And we're hitting, we're hitting so many live. things where we're going to get well, copyrights. Yeah, right. yeah. man. Like, well, yeah. You can't right say live from New York. Like, this, that's a, <laughs> this episode will never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah, we've already played copyright music, but I'd like, I'd like to see Maxine come at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be her. It would be whoever. Like Universal. Sony Music. Sony. Yeah, but I would <laughs> like to see her <laughs> try. <laughs> I would just like really like to, to meet yeah, her. No, yeah, no, yeah, it'd be great. I'd love an autograph. If she's sending me an email, I was like, hey, to take this sound, I'd be like, absolutely. You're oh my the god, I'm you're such the a best. Big fan. Yeah, <laughs> your music is so good. I love you. How old are you? <laughs> yeah. 80. Hmm. 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 That's a, yeah, that's a good like sugar mama age. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm in the market. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm always in the market. <laughs> I'm always on the market. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna fund my lifestyle, then I'll, I'll look sexy for I'll, you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking to buy uh, some high end dice, so I definitely need a sugar mama. I'm, I'm looking to get into the. I don't know if you guys like have ever seen like anything on this, like the, the like, pay for boyfriends in Japan. Yeah. Where you just uh. like go and hang out at a bar with them, and there's like just no sex. Like they just talk to you for like two hours. Yeah. I'd be like, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> this week we there's, have... There's just different themes, like this is the podcast boyfriend, if you want a podcast BF, like... Imagine a, <laughs> a full podcast episode, but all the guests you just paid to be there. Yeah. See how it goes. <laughs> well, the, yeah. you might... That's my... Maybe that's how you get on RPG Bot. Uh, it's like, I'll give you $100 Please. to let come on. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, 100 American? and be like, hell no. <laughs> 100 yen. <laughs> you think I'm made of money? 100 Zimbabwe dollars. Usually he's not paying me anything. <laughs> like, but you don't have any ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't roast him too much if I want to yeah, get him. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't upload this episode. It's too controversial. Maxine and RPG Bot will be after you. Yeah, they're coming for me. And Newsly. Yeah, Newsly's already pissed. Yeah. Newsly's on life support right now. <laughs> Jesus! They're about I don't to think you can say outside. that. There's there's news every day. How could they be? Yeah, darn. It's like, do we ever run out of news? I don't think so. There's a shortage on news. Yeah, it's all they about shut down the news factor. factor. We're, we're yeah. going through a critical news yeah, I hate shortage those days right now. Just no news because it's just like we're all out. What am I? Yeah. <laughs> You turn the, on... News, ju- news, this just in, no news today. <laughs> See, Damn it. They're just, they're <laughs> well, just staring at the camera. Right? Damn it. Nothing happened today. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> what? what do you mean nothing happened? <laughs> nothing happened. Everyone just took the day off. <laughs> it's actually insane. Like, just literally nothing happened. <laughs> we should create a holiday where you're just not allowed to do anything. Isn't... I think the Jewish people already did that with the Sabbath. Hmm. Isn't that just every Saturday? Black Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, but like you're allowed to do Sabbath. Stuff. It's just <laughs> Sabbath is for the boys. You gotta you be thinking like, about God while you do it. I mean, I say this knowing very yeah. little about Jewish it's culture. Like, <laughs> both of us like, as like non. I've watched TV. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure I know. I'm pretty sure like, I have a solid grasp. I've seen. I've, I've seen. I've seen ghost stories. <laughs> I, I watched uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think I know all about Judaism. Somewhat, somewhat of an expert. I've studied world religions. I've watched ghost stories. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we did watch an episode of that. Earlier, we watched three, and these guys came in for the tail end of one. But seems like a pretty funny show. Though. It seems hilarious. I like that cat fellow. Yeah, I like the idea of it that there was just like a very unsuccessful like anime in Japan, and yeah. they just took it and redubbed it completely different yeah, in English. They rewrote the whole script. <laughs> yeah, it is a really good concept of taking something that's serious and making it like. You would have to start with a property that has already been created and then change it instead of like, we're going to make a really funny anime. Like, I think that wouldn't hit as hard, but I don't know. I don't know what else really compares to it. But Scooby-Doo. Uh, did you see there uh, James Gunn was talking about making an R-rated Scooby-Doo? He wasn't. I saw a tweet where he was like, I never said this. I'm really sorry. Damn, fake news. It was completely fake. <laughs> The only reason I know about that article is because I saw the tweet with him being like, I never said this. It was a wow. prank. <laughs> Why would someone even say that then? Clicks. Why would you spread? Yeah. That's crazy. Why would someone go it's on to the get internet to listen and to the tell lies? Kotaku podcast about it. Oh, I hate Kotaku. I don't know if I can say that on the air. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. 
We're throwing caution to the wind right now. One of the five star reviews is by Kotaku. Like, yeah, can you please take this de- this slander down? <laughs> Delete this. I don't even know if it was a Kotaku article. That's the worst. Like, I don't, oh I don't know who wrote the article. <laughs> Should we get fixated? Let's get fixated. Oh, um, my fixation is probably checking my email to see if RPG bots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is that fiction? That's. Until the, it happens, it the is. Ch- the, yeah, the chance of them coming on is <laughs> fictional. Um, other than that, I think I've been I've been uh, trying to get back into reading again, and I think I'm gonna do that by reading my uh, Hamlet manga. It's, yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah, it's just it's the Hamlet script, but done as a manga, so it's all super dramatic and like. Uh, whole pages of art where it's just like one person saying one line so it's super like way longer than the than the play if you were to like do it by page numbers but yeah I think that's gonna be super cool I'm gonna try to maybe pick that up sometime um also this character that I've been creating um I put at least a couple hours into making that yeah. character. <laughs> There's always that, like, initial, like, obsession with a character, and then yeah. once you start playing, like, you actually, like... Like, while you're playing them, you learn about them, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Yeah, and they grow and become something you didn't know. It's like, how do they interact with other people? Like, I didn't write that in their backstory. But yeah, I created... There was this um, template for your D&D character where it ranks... Uh, I'm not going to pull it up, but it's, like how um, personable they are. Like, how... Are they a leader or a follower? Um, are they aggressive or passive? Like, it's this other character sheet where you, like, draw in all these stats. It, like, gives you a better idea. Sort of like a personality test for yeah, your character. Yeah, basically. That's really cool. Rorschach. What is it? Rorschach test? Rorschach? Yeah, Rorschach. It's like, what does this image look yeah. like to your character? Oh, it looks yeah. like my parents having sex. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been fixated on this character. I'm also fixated on where my phone is. There it is. That Hamlet manga sounds really cool, because, like, I don't like reading plays. Because you're just, like, you're just reading the script to a play. Like, I don't like that, but I feel like in a, like, in a, like, a graphic novel or manga form, it'd be much more palatable. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you kind of bridge that gap that, like, when you're reading plays, like, you're not supposed to read play you're supposed, you're supposed to, to act, act, act the play yeah. or watch it be you're supposed act. to live uh, yeah it. i think the last one i read was macbeth in like grade 12 english and yeah. so we had and because you had to reading. yeah we read it like as a class so it'd be like okay well in this scene like this person is going to read macbeth and this person is mm. going to read lady macbeth so it's like it's a lot more like acting yeah i think like, some people get really into it and some people like don't want to be in class yeah. and it's like uh, it's like, yeah. No, that play was the one where like I like realized the you know you're supposed to Shakespeare's supposed to be acted because mm-hmm. like I read it and I was like this sucks like I'm not <laughs> into it and then I think I saw I didn't watch the whole thing but I saw uh, it was like the one with um, um, I just forgot his name. Um, Oh, fuck. He was in X-Men First Class as Magneto. Young Magneto. Um, oh, my God. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Shame something? It's not a... I no. don't think so. Um, 
I'll, I'll find it. Please I'll find, find it. Wait, oh, Magneto? Yes. Oh, they meant President. Young Magneto. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Michael yeah. Fassbender, yes. The Formula it's One driver. Is he Macbeth? He's Macbeth. He'd be a good it, Macbeth. It was, it was, like, I only saw a scene, but it was, like, the the scene between him and Macduff, and they're, like, they're, like, about to fight, and then Macduff says something like, like, Macbeth is saying all this shit, and then Macduff's just, like, my sword speaks my words, and you're just like, oh, shit! Like, <laughs> they, there is a lot of comedy to them, and there's, like, a lot of quip. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, you don't get it just reading it. Yeah. You need to, like, act it and, like, yeah. say it. I did find that little character uh, comparison sheet. So there's, like, different things that you rate out of five, like their energy, beauty, style, hygiene, health. Um, you can rank whether they're uh, honest or deceptive, leader, follower, polite, rude, political, indifferent, um, their aggression, their libido, their generosity, wealth, charisma, empathy, whether they believe in like higher power, magic, soulmates, good and evil, um, just like helps you get a full circle of what your character is about. Mm -hmm. It was a fun exercise to do. But I made this on in January, and I was looking back at it earlier today, and I was like, if I remade this, there would be a lot of things that would be different. Okay. Just because the character has changed so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine that's something you can do too, like with like a large event that happens in the campaign. You'd be like, okay, well, this has changed him as a yeah. person, or mm-hmm. they've changed. Yeah. So yeah, fixated on this uh, session for tomorrow, and then our main group is playing on Monday, and we're doing the last session of an arc. Nice. Before uh, I go back to DMing, I haven't done, like, regular weekly DMing since uh, March. So it's been a long time since I've been the resident DM. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it again. But now we have different... I guess I've been DMing for you two and and Brett, but, you know... It's been a bit more sporadic, that one. Yeah. But yeah, um, we'll go right to left this time. Neil, what's your... Um, again, I mean, nothing super new. I guess the the closest thing for fixation would be would be our joint XCOM game that oh, we yeah. started That's randomly. A um, so, if, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, me and Theo started... Um, started... An XCOM game. I don't even know how it started. I think we were just drinking. We played one at my place, and then... We did. We played one at your place, and then... Or was it... No, we played one at your place, and then you came by, and then I was like, well, I have a different XCOM game that you haven't played before. Well, let's just start one now. I think we were, I think we were drinking, so we were just like... We the odds are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. And so we've gotten pretty far into it, and... We've basically just, for the most part, have just been like, you know, Theo will do one mission, I will do the other. Yeah. And as time has gone on, it's become pretty funny. Like, we've, we, well, like, we've developed our own, like, lore, which how relationships like, are, and the, like, which characters are, what they're like. Yeah, there's like, who they, who they hate, like, what the, what the dynamics are between the group. Yeah. And, like, none of this is represented in the in game. The game. But it's entirely just us <laughs> being like, just making stuff. Like, up. who's you squad find that it bleeds into how you play? Like, uh, all these characters don't like kind each other, of, so they wouldn't want to work together. Not necessarily in that sense. It's it's not. 
it's not that like you know I'm you know we're not gonna do this move because like we think this this guy like hates this. It's person. like this person has constantly missing. Maybe they're like not feeling too good. Yeah, and... I do remember one moment. It was like because um, we've had we've had um, um, Sarah Boom Boom Sarah Boom Boom, and then we've had Etienne. Um, Etienne. And they've been kind of the top two leaders of the squad. ATN was recruited though. Yeah, so so oh. he's not an OG. Boom Boom has been was like first mission has been in the squad like was on the first mission, but then ATN was recruited from a mission, and now they've been battling back and forth. Yeah, and some, he'll rank. He's the squad a, leader. He's like ranked up before her sometimes, and so she's like had to kick it into oh, yeah. high gear. Yeah. and I do remember one point he had because we have randomized all the abilities, so he got like. Uh, an ability that basically when an alien fires, they'll do like an overwatch, they'll like do an overwatch shot on them so you can like kill the alien before they shoot. And literally one point like an alien tried to shoot at Sarah, boom boom. That's that's <laughs> her nickname, boom boom. And he fucking came out and killed that alien. And so we're just kinda like, oh like a little she like, just kinda like he just saved her ass, but like she definitely wouldn't like that. Like, she'd be <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that he and like you could definitely imagine he made some stupid quip, just like, "Hey, watch it!" Like he just one up, like one up. You owe me one. Don't so, bust her head. And then like, and then like, since like she got the nickname, like she got the nickname Boom Boom, so we were just it's like, also okay, really funny. <laughs> we have to just give her all the abilities that just increase explosions. Yeah. So literally, she could drop like a nuke on the map, basically, <laughs> with all the like buffs we've given her for that. And it's just it's so much. And then we got like. We got like Victor Castro, who's our Spanish. Oh, what a great Spanish, name! <laughs> our Spanish Ranger, and we got uh, we got uh, uh, Zhao and Zhang, Zhang Zhao, the two Chinese uh, uh, operatives on the on the team that just like kick ass and like okay. literally like we're sitting here and as the games go, we're, we're just making stuff up as it go like. It's become so much. It has become. Fun. That's the most fun part. It's so if much. We just fun. sat down and sweat the game out. Yeah. Like, yeah, but we're just like we're just seeing things. We're like, oh, like, oh, like, profit's not gonna like that, like, cause this happened. It's like nothing to do with the game. Literally yeah. nothing. But to do as with soon the as game, someone dies, like, we haven't had any deaths. But as soon as someone dies, it's gonna shatter the whole. No, yeah. It, it, is, it is hilarious because we're playing on hardened or like the second highest yeah. difficulty, I think. But it's like I've played this game so much that it's like a. Like it's just like you just know. second hand for me, and then Theo gets in it, and it's completely different game. I'm like, pretty quite literally, <laughs> like quite literally, I'm moving so fast that like you can't, you can you can barely. Yeah, his levels go by quicker. And Theo is like playing, but I love watching Theo because it's like he like it's almost like when you know a game too much it takes away all that like yeah. surprise factor now with Theo playing I'm like, like oh my god he just dashed like he just <laughs> fucking ran into this room and didn't check it I can't wait to see what happened like well, how are we gonna get he's out of this he's living vicariously through me <laughs> oh yeah like he you got yourself in a, like a mission you were like almost surrounded and you got yourself yeah. out of it and the whole time I'm like this was 100% avoidable, yeah. but I'm so happy he did this yeah. um, made it that did we talk on the last better. episode about the car I don't know if we, we did, but we didn't. Oh, okay, so when we were here Just playing, but <laughs> it would have been on that one. But when we were here playing XCOM, this isn't our main uh, run through, but 
uh, one of like the cars caught on fire, and so I was like, okay, that car is like exploded. We're good. I'm gonna run in. I put like three different people undercover behind it, and then it hit like a second explosion around later, and just instantly killed three people. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And ne- like Neil knew the whole time and didn't say anything. And yeah, when I happened, don't want to, I don't want to be like quarterbacking. I don't want to like you know you tell him what to do. But I was yeah. just like, but the thing is, I was like. The, the other thing with with XCOM is you need to you need to learn. Yeah. And so I was yeah, just like, need to this is gonna that. be a learning moment, you know, <laughs> a big learning moment. Like we were playing two days ago, and I was like, I don't think I want to hide behind this car, and you were like, good, <laughs> boy, yeah, <laughs> you're learning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that's my that's been my fixation. I'm very excited to when we can kind of get back into it, develop the. Uh, the story more and I'm excited for you because we're getting to a really like interesting part of the game and you've never played this game yeah. before so you literally do not know what's coming up and yeah. I do so it's exciting we'll have to sit down and play for a couple hours at least and yeah. power through it yeah Lucas um, I've been really into this fantasy novel series called The Sword of Truth by Terry Goodkind which is really cool it's kind of I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it um, but it's like a sword and shield type fantasy. It uses a lot of sort of classic tropes, but I find it endearing. It follows this guy, Richard Cipher, and without spoiling too much of it, I guess, he sort of goes from, you know, the unlikely hero yeah. living a pretty mundane life um, to being the dude. It's a... I guess you could kind of compare it vaguely to maybe Luke Skywalker's journey of, you know, sort of... Yeah. Boy gets the sword, and it's like, oh, you know, there's... I all, can, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool, and uh, the way that magic is sort of discussed in it, because the world, or the known world, is divided up into three sections. Because um, you have... So Richard, the main character, is from this place called the Westlands, which is ruled by a unified government, but magic is not only outlawed there, but it's separated from the other two by this barrier, which keeps magic out. Mm. Um, Because previously in the universe's timeline, a lot of bad stuff happened because of magic. So to sort of please people who were against magic, all of these mages created this barrier across the continent. And it was like, if you don't like magic, if you don't want to live in a society with magic, go through here. And it's also the terrain is super brutal as well, so it's just, like, really hard to sort of get through that barrier. And then beyond that, in the Midlands, it's, like, these separate sovereign states where magic exists. And then beyond the Midlands is this sort of, like, not very chill society, um, which is also a unified government, but it's ruled by wizards, and it sort of exemplifies the worst, like, possible outcome of a society with magic. And they're just... A lot of sort of crazy stuff happens. I've been collecting the novels and working my way through them. Nice. And, yeah. Started. Is Richard a good dude? Is he a good protagonist? He is a good protagonist, yes. A lot of it is sort of... He walks the fine line of... Um, having great power and great responsibilities and a lot of that power is drawn from his anger that's sort of how he nice. learns to use it and channel it he's like the sith yeah, not entirely um but it's just that sort of like 
his reservoir of strength comes from sort of like tapping into these negative emotions and channeling it through his weapon. Yeah. Um, but of course that has like a very, you know, that's Insta- like a, unstable, like mm-hmm, that can, and, um, it's also like, he has to be very careful about taking a life because he essentially feels it like anything uh-huh. that he, like he, f- like the weight of taking a life. It's, you know, he doesn't just go killing people willy nilly, yeah. but, uh, the position, yeah, the position he's in though has a lot of weight behind it. So most people sort of respect him once he becomes established as like, this is not someone I should mess with. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of baddies that he, you know, does baddies, baddies that he battles, but it's really good. If you like fantasy, I would say, check it out. I'm trying not to really spoil anything because even the first book is pretty juicy in Mm. terms of plot points, but yeah, interesting sort of truth. Does sound like a pretty unique, yeah, it's really, it's cool. It's not like the other fantasy series. <laughs> I'm not like the other fantasy series. Yeah. You sound different. <laughs> I'm unique and quirky. Um, awesome. Andrew? I'm reading the Discworld series right now by Terry Pratchett, yeah. which is another fantasy series, which is really not like by other yeah, fantasy that's series. Yeah, you want to talk about unique but and quirky. Yeah, like that one's oh, it's yeah. strange. It's... Like, There's like 42 books in the series, maybe 43 and so I had to go Maybe on, like, 43, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I think there might be one, but... Uh, anyway, the, the guy who introduced me to them was like, you notice in, like, the last five or six books, Terry Pratchett, like, I think he died of dementia, mm. and you notice it in his writing. Oh, really? If you're, like, familiar with them, but... It's like, it, you kind of see the history of it kind of unfold. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it becomes, like, a little less coherent, but I guess they're all still very well written, but, um... I had to look up a reading guide. I mm. found a really good one on Reddit. So it breaks down like the books. It's like, you well, these read. these six are in this storyline, and these, but they're not. They didn't come out in that order, mm. so you can't read them chronologically. So right now, I'm reading the the Rincewind storyline, and Rincewind is this wizard, but he's not really a wizard. He failed at a wizarding college. Classic. And, like, the way magic is done is super weird because it takes, like, decades and decades of study to even, like, become a good wizard. But all the wizards, like, they don't... The only time I've seen it mentioned in the books when the wizards leave the college is when they go into town to get loaded. (laughs) Like, that's the only time they leave, and so... Is it pretty, like, PG-13? Or... Um... Yeah, I would say so, but... Not like too Doesn't heavy. ever cross the line. No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. I didn't, At I least it hasn't so. for me. Like I imagine there might be some more mature storylines, but yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting because like just the way magic works. Like all the wizards. Like I guess magic has gotten a lot less potent over the years on the disc world. So the wizards like really only have to compete with each other, and they all sort of hang out in the wizard college. So it's yeah. just. Well, we have 15 slots for level 8 wizards, so if you're a level 7 wizard and you want to advance, you have to kill one of the level 8s. So they're all, like, scheming and, like... Seems really, like, capitalist or, like... Or there's a big class divide, maybe. The wizards definitely don't 
consider them like they they consider themselves a cut above everyone yeah, else. Exactly, they're like the high class. Like but like they're class. just a bunch of like lame old guys that can do like parlor tricks because like magic isn't as potent anymore. So like none of what like if they're trying to take each other out, it's like poison or they're gonna stab someone. Yeah, like, they're not actually not using their magic for anything. Magic or something. Like all the cool magic stuff is from centuries ago when magic was actually cool. So why is magic becoming less potent? Or is that sort of um, crucial to I the plot and you can't discuss it? There, like, I just read a book called Sorcery. It's spelled S-O-U-R instead of S-O-R. Oh. And so... Soar. Magic used to be a lot more potent when sorcerers were around because they were like a source of magic. Oh. And the only way to get a sorcerer is if a wizard has seven sons... And his seventh son has seven sons, and that seventh son becomes a sorcerer. Damn. But all the wizards are celibate now because they've, like, outlawed... Like, they're, like... It's it's too dangerous to have sorcerers around, so, like, none of the wizards can, like, have sex. Huh. Well, like, what are the... What are the other having Bull seven sons? sons? Like... <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... It's super strange. So I've only really read the, like, What's wizarding storyline. <laughs> And then I think I read the first one on the death storyline, like death is a character and he's like this yeah, yeah. extra dimensional being that and he, and he's he, like an observer. He pretty much like the, the one I read, he gets an apprentice and eventually he's just like, Hey, you go, you go do my job. I'm going to go do stuff. And he's yeah. trying to find out what it means to be alive. Cause he has like no frame of reference for yeah. what that is. And I think he eventually lands on like the, the meaning of life. He's just like, uh, a fry cook in some like dingy little restaurant yeah. in the capital city and he's got like a cat that he feeds and he's like this is what it's all about nice <laughs> it really is it is it's all about the cats the cattos like it's, it was really fun because just yeah. he's not the main character in the book it's like mort his apprentices oh yeah so like it'll cut to what he what death is up to every once in a while and like there's one he's just like just drinking like he's at a bar and he's like all the, like, crazy stuff in the back of the bar, like, yeah, I'll have a shot of that. <laughs> and he's just, like, getting loaded, and then all of a sudden he's like, this isn't fun anymore, and is just, like, instantly sober. <laughs> it just stops. <laughs> That's pretty funny. If only it worked like that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm really interested to get into it. Like, there's a whole storyline that's just about the city guards... And then there's, yeah. like, there's a ton of other ones, too. It's, like, cops, but magical. I think so. That's like, hilarious. It just, like, apparently that one's, like, really funny. But Terry Pratchett's a really good writer. Yeah, it's hard to be a funny writer, because they can come across as forced all the time, but mm-hmm. I think... It's just such a zany world, too, because it's, like, they know 100% it's a fact that it's a flat world on the back of se- uh, four el- giant elephants yeah. floating on a like turtle space turtle going yeah. through space. And that's like, based on like we've peered over that, the edge and we saw the turtle. Like, that's it's like true. indigenous religion, right? Or like a bit of Hindu. I as think well? it's Hindu, I, maybe. But I'm not sure know. which one specifically, but there is one where the world is like on the back of a turtle. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, we'd have to do some more research. And to really... weren't you telling me that like they're trying to figure out if the turtle's male? Or yeah, female like. There's like a, <laughs> so there's the main continent and then there's the counterweight continent, which is like, well, we know this continent exists because the weight of our continent would tip the disc. So there must That's be like right. a heavier continent here. And so there's like this like super advanced empire that is just like, we don't want to deal with anyone else. So like it's illegal to enter and exit. 
and they have like a huge like scientific community and their big thing is we need to find out if the elephant if the turtle's a boy or a girl because what if it runs into another turtle like (laughs) floating through space like is it going to be on top of us or are we going to be on top of that turtle like that that might be the end of the world apocalyptic event (laughs) exactly just the turtles crushed by giant turtle i can't imagine just a world where not only you discover it's flat but you quite literally just peek over the edge and it's like Oh, there's four elephants on top of a turtle carrying <laughs> yeah. us. Oh, that's an carrying elephant. Us okay. It's just a fact. And it's just like, it's like saying the, <laughs> this the is earth how is the world. Yeah. Like, it's just like... And like, yep, all, all the magic in the world has like, it slows down light. So like, when the sun peeks over the edge, like, it, it literally like, viscously flows across oh, the landscape. Oh. Like, it's... And, like, it's only been mentioned briefly. I hope he goes into more detail about it, because I read it, and I was like, what the fuck? It's like when you watch the rain come in, sort of? There's, like, mount... Yeah, exactly. There's, like, mountain tribes that have built dams to store sunlight, because, like, it's dark up there, so, like, they need to keep it. (laughs) Interesting. And it's just You're briefly you want to read this, this sounds I so fucking weird. Yeah, that sounds I, really I have cool. them all on ebook okay. if you ever want them. Okay. You've got the fixi- fiction fixation of the day. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. We're all fixated. So yeah. Do I win anything? Or? Um, you get, the you get to come back playing. next week. Yeah. Second Ma- one Mike wants to record an episode tomorrow. I like. I put it out there, but he was trying to be on this one. And yeah. I don't. I don't know if I could. Yeah, do that just because we play D and D for like four to five hours. I was gonna say so. like I don't know when he wants to squeeze it in, but because like when we'll we'll start D and D at like eleven thirty and finish at like four thirty. Like, yeah. Also, this session. one will come out in probably like six days, and then if we record one just tomorrow, that wouldn't come out for two weeks, and I would just have to like not do one for that long. And I've been really enjoying. Better save it for. Yeah, there was a time where I wasn't recording these as frequently. It'd be like once every three weeks or whatever. But now, like, whenever I get the chance, I'll. It's like playing D and D, but not playing D and D. I mean, I had a really good time, so I'd love to be back on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have you on, Andrew, Luke, Neil. Less of a it was great. Like <laughs> Pause there for yeah. a second. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm back again. And uh, Neil. And. Uh, like Neil, Andrew, it's been great. Luke. Luke. <laughs> yes. There's a door. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's not too past your bedtime. We can stop right now, watch a 22-minute anime, or uh, or do whatever we want, I guess. I <laughs> that's, guess. That's, that's the, the beauty. That's the beauty of life. We can do whatever we want. We find our own meaning. Uh, why don't we end on a quick little dance uh, party? Dance party. Hey, outro. I'm dancing. We're all dancing. What's happening to my body? We need some close captions. That's, that's really puberty. Really. <laughs> oh. Ooh, oh. You're becoming a woman. <laughs> oh, oh, I am. Thanks, folks. It's been a great, <laughs> it's been a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.